0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Lewis and Lucas podcast. I am half your podcast, Lucas. With me, as always, is Lewis. How are you doing this fine Saturday morning, Lewis?
1: Uh, just uh, plugging away here. Everything's <laughs> good. But, uh, getting, good. It's got, it got cold all of a sudden. Start. start it to got feel cold. Like so yeah, our like, uh, winter.
0: Yep, yeah, winter is coming for sure. Yeah. Uh, another very interesting week on Twitter. A lot of interesting conversations at the forefront of these conversations seem to be the Kanye Tucker Carlson interview. I was able to watch the majority of it. it really, really. I've, Kanye has always been really fascinating, really interesting. I know like in the two thousands when he became a prominent artist, you know, I was supposed to hate him because he is a liberal, whatever. I you remember when he. uh MT, there was the New Orleans, the Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And, and yeah. MTV was doing a fundraiser, or whatever, and he was right across from Mike Myers. Yeah. He said,
1: "George Bush hates black people." <laughs> he says, "George Bush don't care about black people." <laughs> yeah. Oh, so <laughs> they like, In retrospect, he's right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> was like cons- that
0: when um, when Bush admitted that. Yeah. When I flew over new orleans and then i turned around and went back and just did like that was probably a bad like yeah dude like that was that was like (laughs) you go to new orleans and then you look down you're like nah let's go back
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. it um i mean some of the anti-bush stuff was insane similar to the anti-trump stuff i always i told my kids i'm like everything you see with trump they did with george w bush but um you know in terms of like the insane anti media kind of thing and at the time yeah you're right that that statement by Kanye West uh, i think annoyed anybody that was not uh you know that was not already anti bush you know um but he's probably right yeah I, the idea right. that george bush cares about poor people from uh new orleans is probably unlikely right <laughs> you know it's like i you know his, his actual concern is pretty low
0: for, from a, um, so quote unquote, compassionate conservative, right? That was pretty, pretty uncompassionate. But, um, so this interview was very wide ranging. They covered a lot of topics. The, it started off, so there was Paris Fashion Week, right? Yes. And Kanye West sported a new design shirt that says White Lives Matter, right? With Candace <laughs> Owens, you know, black conservative
1: that. Which is. Just- hilarious is the whole thing is just a hilarious troll <laughs> like you do a fashion week and you roll out uh white lives matter with candace owens <laughs> yeah well it's, it's,
0: so they talk funny. about it yeah. and what was really i was really i found his answer to why he did it really really interesting he you know of course got a lot of reactions he said he was talking to his dad he talked about his dad a lot in this interview his, his dad seems like a really really interesting person he was talking to his dad about it, and he's like, "Oh, white lives matter," like, you know, ha ha ha. And uh, Kanye was like, "Yeah, like what? You know, why? Why do you think it's why do you think it's so funny?" And he said, "Because it's a black person stating the obvious," is what his dad yeah. said. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> man, like that's because he. So he believes that <clears throat> he believes in, he's a Christian. He's a professing Christian. He believes that God created every single human being. So. Black lives matter. White lives matter. All lives matter. You know, he doesn't make those distinctions, and of course, media mm-hmm. trying to drag him because white lives matter is a white supremacist statement. You know, all that, all that nonsense, whatever. But he like it. He's he always. You look at his whole career. He always says what he's thinking, right? Like you, nobody can say like he's hiding the. You know, he was all about Obama right in 2008 yeah. and then became disenfranchised with that administration and then Trump came around and he was you know he came out as a as a as a Trump supporter he was he he's wearing the make america great again hat uh to much um uh, personal sacrifice he he did all those things cuz that's what his, those were his yeah. convictions were
1: yep yeah no he he's uh it's his ability to um, withstand uh, criticism from people that are kind of on his side is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's got a chip loose or whatever, but it is impressive that he well, can do and one, these things. And, and one uh, of the other,
0: one of the other questions Tucker asks him is like, how, so as a conser- pro-life conservative Christian, like how do you find so much success in the fashion industry and music industry of the two most like liberal of liberal mm-hmm. marketplaces? And Kanye attributes it to God. Like he talks about his, his genius, his genius, whatever. And people, you know, I remember when he first started talking about like how he's such a brilliant genius, what people are like, ah, the arrogance of this guy. But you know, I don't know. He, he, he was not handed. Like he he's has an incredible musical career. And as a fashion designer like he's very successful in both those worlds, which is just just being successful in one of those industries is, it is incredible enough on its own. So, yeah, 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 I mean, he is, he is kind of brilliant. You have to admit it. He has a certain degree <laughs> of genius brilliance, whatever. And yeah. I although know,
1: I, I I'm skeptical that he could get famous now. In other words, I, I think, you know, he was on the left when, He got famous, you know. He made that statement about George W. Bush. That was a popular thing among
0: Mm. kind
1: of the liberal elites for him to say. That was, you know, he supported Obama, like you said. So, you know, his his rise, his trajectory to fame took place when I don't think anybody would have described him as a conservative. And, you know, it's maybe true. he had Christian convictions, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm skeptical whether he would have the same, the gatekeepers of society would allow him to get um, famous with his current views. As a matter of fact, I, I think they're doing their best to make him not famous anymore. Failing, right. but, you know, I think. Right. I, um, so, you know.
0: he, um, well, I, I actually remember the very first music video I ever saw of Kanye West. I had never heard of him, whatever. We ha- I think I had MTV on or VH1 I don't remember, and Jesus walks came on and this mm-hmm. guy Kanye a great West, song, was talking, yeah. yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and like I, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, you know, this is a secular channel, then, and, and is this guy that has a very, you know, Jesus walks, God show me the way because the devil's trying to bring me down. And you're like, like this is really bizarre that this is on this type of channel.
1: Yeah, yeah um it's interesting he's an interesting person when you think of him as a quote unquote christian because he does have you know you can take his life and career and paint the exact opposite right like he's had scantily clad women on his his show he's talked about you know explicit sex and that kind of thing throughout his career um cursing drug use et cetera that he's you know discussed so um you know even recently even after his um his his album was christ is king or something like that um his most recent one then he did a photo shoot with um his that girlfriend of his that was extremely sexually risque um yeah so um and there, and there was that inconsistent. I would yeah,
0: say. and there, there was that music video with uh, him and when Kim, him and Kim Kardashian were still together, where she's like topless in the video, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's like, um, so if you if you could pick somebody to interview him to kind of flesh out his theology, do you think uh, what 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 would be a good way to have like Kanye sit down and kind of explain to us his theology?
1: um you know i don't know here's my guess on him and his theology because he does it's not like he's just oblivious to the morals of christianity he actually speaks with some eloquence on it about his own kids and his wife and other people um my thought on him is that he's an emotional guy that goes through highs and lows. And I think there's times when he feels close to God and there's times when he does not at all feel close to God. And I think because he's a public person, you see those highs and lows. I mean, we all have them. um, But I think because he's creating art and he's in the public, you see when, you know, when he doesn't feel like a Christian, you see explicit inappropriate stuff and when he does you see good christian stuff and i just i think he's out there um and very lives his life on his sleeve for the same reason he's willing to wear a trump hat the same reason he's willing to um you know wear, wear it all like uh, our white lives matter shirt i think is the same reason you see wild inconsistencies and in, in his attitudes is that you know it's just as as he feels certain things, they come out in his public persona. And sometimes that's very good. And sometimes that's very bad. And it's just, it, it's who he is, which honestly makes him interesting in my opinion, you know, yeah. but, you know, from a theological standpoint, I think he's just a, a fairly conservative Christian theologically. Um, I don't think he's got a, a weird theology. I think it's just a, a matter of whether he's walking the walk or not.
0: Sure. Sure. And I definitely appreciate his pro-life, like he's unapologetically pro-life, which even with all the victories that the pro-life movement has had in recent months, there's still big name Christians who really waffle on the pro-life yeah. area. And he is unabashedly pro-life. Yeah. Like, um, did you see Phil Vischer, the creator of VeggieTales, uh, getting... Eviscerated on Twitter this week for his inability to have a a stance on
1: abortion. No, I did not see that. Oh no, man, That's disappointing though. Oh uh, well, and I I know the VeggieTales guys. I I don't know any of the story behind it, but I know that they kind of were wishy washy um people. So uh, so
0: I grew up as so as a kid, we grew up on VeggieTales, right? Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, and I think looking back, like people do have some legitimate like you know this is kind of like watered down theology that mm-hmm. they are promoting in these veggie tales right like there here's these big moral ideas and make it so palatable that anybody can accept them but you don't you know you're not are you do you, do you watch the ve- veggie tales and a- any of them and get a clear sense of what the gospel is mm-hmm. no yeah. not really yeah, yeah. um
1: The other thing about VeggieTales that I've heard critiques on is the um, making important things silly. Um, So in other words, um, you've got these stories of the Bible, um, these incredibly important things, this awe-inspiring God that we follow, and you make the whole thing a joke. Um, Even if there's kind of a nice moral at the end of it, it still is in practice kind of heretical um you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i i it's um i think douglas wilson um talked about um how evangelicals sometimes can commit heresy in a way that nobody else can um and they do it through silliness um and you see that a lot you know like you see it in our services that are rock band with smoke shows and, <laughs> and all that stuff you know Dude, like I there, heard- there's a, a silliness to there's an undermining of the gospel in a way that in in style in form right so like if if, if god is who he is like there should be a certain level of awe and a sense of awe to it and and something like the Veggie Tales is, is Exactly the opposite of what that is, and I don't mean to bash it too bad because, like, I liked the well, Tales* too, and like, I I know there there's a lot of warm feelings that everybody has, myself included, about that show. But I I do recognize there's there's a problem with it.
0: I you know you said that, and I started thinking about uh, Rad Shack and Benny, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's I mean there I, I, I watching it as a kid. There was a, a, a Seri- there was a sense of seriousness that was conveyed when you know they're at this chocolate factory, whatever. But then they're gonna you know they're gonna get killed for mm. their refusal to bow down to this chocolate statue of the CEO, right? Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> but when but you describe you it, sounds right, That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. As a kid, it, yeah. it, it was like you know there was a sense of scariness, whatever, but I don't, yeah, yeah, it is, and I think this is, what you touched on is why I think Reformed theology is making, is having such a rise in interest from Christians, because we have had such a push to make the gospel as palatable as possible, to really water it down, and be like, look, man, just, you know, you know, just think, like, you know, Get, your life is messed up right now because you're outside of God's Wi-Fi zone. Just come back to the, and get connected, man. Just get into God's area, get get reconnected, and you'll you can actualize yourself. You can all your problems melt away, and yeah. it's like it's yeah. actually really not that. Sim- and, and and there's a lot of like false expectations. Just a lot of there was actually I found a cl- somebody showed a clip of this evangelist explaining how he would kind of trick people into being like when he would talk to people and kind of present some leading questions so that they would then say, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord or something like that. It's like, all right, got him. Like, you know, they're, they're saved. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. When you read the book of Acts. Like I don't remember seeing any of this kind of stuff happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. there's a, uh... a a sales pitch yeah and honestly that's a a big problem in mostly evangelical churches is the use of corporate methods um to um structure the church right so instead of a kind of I feel like every church should have a pastor that doesn't care if anybody shows up every week. <laughs> Cause right. I, I feel like you have to have a pastor that is willing, that doesn't give any Fs about whether, you know, what you think and what, you know, that's, there's, there's almost a value that to someone that is willing to always speak the truth is not going to get ridiculous in his, um, his liturgy every week, um, isn't going to get silly in what he says, isn't going to do a sales pitch, but instead is just going to respectfully, um, speak the truth and produce a service that gives glory to God. And yep. I don't, I don't,
0: unfortunately well, the,
1: the business model that so many churches <laughs> have, especially, especially maggot churches, the bigger the church, the worse it is really, it is, um, is, is, uh, I think undermining all that and does have that. Um, what I was saying about VeggieTales, that way of making the whole church seem ridiculous and God by connection to it.
0: And that's uh, that's Jesus' example, right? There were how many times in the Gospels he would get like a big following and then he would turn around and give this really, really challenging sermon, um, like talking about predestination and things. And people are like, what? What is he even talking about? And yeah. leave, and it would only be him and the twelve. And, they, and Jesus turns to his disciples like, do you guys want to leave too? And Peter says, well, where would we go, Lord? You are this, you are God. Like he, you know, he, but he, <laughs> how, how many, so time and time again, Jesus would get a big following and you, you know, an evangelical church would be like, oh, great, here we go. Let's, you know, here it's the youth ministry. Now we have youth, we've got all, we've got to build an institution now to keep this going yeah. where Jesus would do the exact opposite and just talk crazy and, shoo people away almost like yeah. it's it's very different very different presentations of the and, gospel
1: and like kanye will have a bunch of hit records and then um wear a white lives matter shirt
0: <laughs> so kanye west is
1: <laughs> is jesus there we go
0: yeah <laughs> jordan <laughs> peter so as if you guys have been watching the show jordan peterson and kanye west are modern day jesus figures so that's there right. you go that's right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but going back to the phil visher um, for a second. So I don't remember how this whole Twitter thing started, but he like jumped on this thread talking about pro-life and we're like, you know, this, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, was pro-choice up until the 1980s. You know, that, that old line about how the modern pro-life movement, it's a, it's a modern phenomenon. There's no other time in church history when churches cared about abortion. And, and <laughs> I see your reaction. Like it's, <laughs> that is so demonstrably false.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the earliest documents there are um, from Christian history outside of the Bible itself is called the Didache. And the Didache says you shall not commit infanticide or abortion. It, like It's one, literally one of the earliest Christian principles that was taught by the church. Um, And throughout the Roman Empire, there was widespread infanticide and abortion prior to the coming of Christ. And that's one of the most marked changes the church made to the Roman Empire as it spread was ending the practice of infanticide and abortion. Um, It is... A incredibly ignorant statement. Yeah. Um, that this is a new issue for the church. It's it's perhaps the oldest social issue that the church has ever promoted.
0: There are there's a lot of times when the church's sense of morality and the pagan sense of morality, like we agree, like like murder, like everybody agrees that murder's bad. Like there's but the but this particular issue is one thing that the church has always believed and has always been different from the from the world is abortion. That's I can yeah. I I can't think of other uh I'm sure I'm sure there are other senses pieces of morality that we have that are distinctly Christian, but like that's that's got to be one of the biggest ones and for someone who's a self-professing Christian to say that this is a new this is just a fad. Oh, that's it's infuriating.
1: Yeah, I think there's um a lot of people that are um democrats um that are also big in the church um and i think to try to um justify themselves for uh, supporting democrats they have to get wishy-washy on abortion because if you're if you are um strict on abortion and you see it for what it is um you can't then go support candidates that um, believe that you can kill a baby all the way up to the moment of birth right? yeah yeah it just i mean like the democrats are not um moderate on abortion <laughs> they're extreme which, and strictly pro-abortion i mean it's, it's insane
0: which as an aside from the from the rest of the western world american progressives are very unique in this idea that you can up until birth you like nowhere else in the west yeah. You know, in, in France, they just changed it. They bumped it up to 15 weeks. After 15 weeks, you cannot get an abortion. But it was 12 weeks. They bumped yeah. it up to 15 to be more progressive. That's yeah. their their definition. Yeah, of being that's right.
1: Europeans don't realize that anybody in Europe, um, usually Europeans assume we're um, more conservative than Europe, but in almost every way, the US, at least on social issues, abortion, sexuality, etc., were much more liberal than Europe. Um, and people don't realize that, but it's, it's, a it is a fact and it's crazy, you know, with our Christian history and our continued strong presence of the Christian church, um, that the, um, secular left has been so effective in pushing their agenda that all of our laws are on almost every social issue are, are to the left of Europe.
0: Yep. Yep, exactly. So, so to kind of wrap up the the Kanye, one other thing that really stuck out to me was he was talking about, like, if if he's president and when he becomes president. So he's, he still believes, like, he, and he said it so matter-of-factly, that he will be president, which I was hoping that Tucker Carlson was going to flesh that out more and ask him, like, okay, but, like, you see all of these forces that are against you, where would you, where do you get this conviction that you're going to be president one day? Um, And and I I would guess that Kanye would say, because God is going to make it happen, you know, which, you know, hey, I'm all, I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at all at a Kanye presidency.
1: (laughs) Um, I, when he ran last time. Yeah. um, Do you remember that crazy speech he gave? No, Um, I don't. So he, he did the kickoff. And that was really what led to his divorce of Kim Kardashian. And, um, you know, I I think uh, the Kardashians tried to uh, institutionalize him after that. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was this this particular speech that, okay. Yeah.
1: And um, he ended up going, uh, you know, did some crazy tweets of like, they're trying to institutionalize me. They're trying to lock me up, that kind of stuff. And then... um, And I think he went to a ranch out in Wyoming and kind of hid out for a while and all that. Um, But what I was going to say is that speech got reported as insane, crazy, and it was a little wild. But if you watch that speech, it is a very powerful speech. Okay. And it is that press conference. I don't know if you can find it, but that press conference or that um, kickoff speech or whatever, actually brought tears to my eyes when I was watching it. Oh, um, wow. It was very, very powerful. His statements on abortion, um, his interacting with the crowd. Um, it was, it got reported as insane and it was slightly insane, <laughs> but it also was, I mean, it was very Kanye, but also incredibly powerful and- um, and a lot, of,
0: a lot of truth, it sounds like. And,
1: yeah, and when I watched it, I was like, i would i would love that guy to be president i i don't believe my personal opinion is the powers of evil would murder him before they would allow him to be uh president but uh, but, yeah, but if he,
0: god anoints him for such a time as this
1: <laughs> and i will say let me just say yeah. i do like kanye west and i i think he's interesting and and all that um there is a little danger when someone has this idea that God has anointed them to be president or whatever. Sure. Um, There's um, number one, you know, God doesn't reveal his will perfectly like that. And um, you always have to be careful about anything that's not from the Bible itself in terms of whether that for sure is the voice of God speaking to you and not just your own thoughts. Um, So there's a danger of kind of that, pentecostal prophecy of like i'm going to be president because god told me right so there's a danger there and yeah. um and also like i mean as we talked about earlier his his faith is definitely not like this perfectly composed uh faith right he's very mercurial so i don't there's you know, a the, the, him, the, uh, him being president would be interesting um i don't know that <laughs> you know, I, I you know interstate is putting it lightly yeah, for sure exactly yeah
0: um all right other things we saw on twitter did you see The Daily Show put out a montage of, so there was the show Veep with uh, Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus. Is that yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she had that show Veep where she, you know, it was just a satire of she like- was ridiculous. Very yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like the past happened long ago and <laughs> presently in the now time, we're looking towards like just-, just yeah, yeah, yeah. But- yeah come on, come on. It says i saw that right. that
1: was amazing yeah like that was like it, it wasn't the daily show i think it was like daily wire or something no it
0: was no 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 i checked because yeah, i daily thought that show, too right. i th- yeah, yeah. No, it is the daily show people are like whoa daily shows <laughs> found their funny bone again like they're actually making fun of things that wow that
1: is amazing i didn't right i didn't realize that i saw the clip but uh yeah that's crazy um but yeah basically um montage between this ridiculous satire and real kamala harris real kamala they, harris yeah and they sound the same yeah it's crazy. Just, she
0: she really she really struggles with the words uh yeah so. i don't know
1: why they it seems like they could just write a script for her and have her read the script like yeah why yeah why, why that, does she or maybe her her writers are horrible i'm not sure what's going well, on they, but like her chief her of staff
0: to, resigned like what was that 2 months ago she, like people are working for her a lot of them quit like I, I guess she's really difficult to work with or whatever but yeah when you're when your chief of staff is like okay i had enough like yeah like that she she might just be on her own then cuz there's nobody there that is going to work in her staff to write these things up for her so she's not coming yeah, up with yeah or on maybe the fly. she
1: she's good maybe she's like i'll just wing this thing i'm really good <laughs> on my feet <laughs> like me and. uh Uh,
0: ma'am someone needs to sit her down ma'am this is this is not you know
1: she is someone that um, her whole life has been like people have coddled her and like cheered for her she's been able to giggle her way out of stuff and now you know now that she's on this national forum where she's not in a blue dark blue state or in a dark blue city and she's having to deal with actual um criticism it's exposing her very crappy political skills
0: yeah yeah one uh seen i've seen a lot of people go at her this not so not just for the those statements so joe biden is working to on a federal level they're going to if if you're federally charged for possession of marijuana they're going to get rid of that right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so
0: that was big news uh and some and a lot of people were tweeting like oh look at that he's undoing all of kavala harris's hard work (laughs) because she like
1: people were talking
0: before the election like she as a prosecutor put a lot as a da was putting a lot of people in prison for simple marijuana possession yeah a lot of black men
1: yeah, a lot of people don't realize that back in the 1990s. Which when was she prosecuted? Was it in the 90s?
0: I think so. 90s, okay, 2000s. yeah. Back in the
1: back in the 90s, there was um, a really hard push against crime. It was like people would run on anti-crime, um, and you know, it initially was a Republican issue, but it was so popular among Republicans that Democrats shifted on it too. And that's where you see like old clips of Joe Biden talking about you know, we got to throw them in prison. If somebody does cocaine, they should be in prison for jail life or whatever. Like the, all those, yeah. all those. Oh, he he brags about,
0: from, yeah. you know, I wrote the crime bill.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that crime bill and all those statements from, you know, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, all that came from a time when um, anti-crime, they were, everyone was trying to one-up each other on anti Yeah, anti-crime. how tough
0: on crime they could be.
1: And, you know, it's interesting. The pendulum has swung the other way where now it's like, yeah, let's let everybody out of prison. Let's, you know, cash, ba- cash bail. Let's get rid of that. Let's let murderers right back out on the street. Let's, you know, let, so, you know, it's, it's interesting how, how much it has swung the other way where people are like, why are we even locking people up anymore? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you're going to have, I mean, we've anybody on conservative Twitter sees endless videos of people robbing stores and people getting beat up in the street and that kind of stuff. So it's, seems like the pendulum probably will swing the other way at some point in time if we still have a country (laughs) why won't we have a country louis i i don't know i i it was kind of a a offhand statement but like i do feel like there's some of this is intentional so some of this is intended to destabilize the country and is intended to um open the door for um political efforts that the left is doing. So, you know, in some ways, we don't have a country anymore because they are what they're doing. But, um, you know, it, it we'll see. But I, I do think the pendulum will swing the other way if it hasn't already. I think.
0: Well, I, I see a lot of similarities when Democrats were running the country in the 70s and you had hyper, or not hyperinflation, but you had high inflation and uh, problems with Russia, right? Um, and Jimmy Carter trying to navigate all that. And then you had this big Republican wave in the 80s with Reagan and everything else. We could totally be setting up for exactly that after this uh, Joe Biden pres- in 2024. Is four is—is it going to be Trump? Is it going to be DeSantis? But there might Kanye? be some kind of Republican wave. What's that? Kanye? Yeah, Kanye. Yeah, somebody <laughs> uh, bring this conservative wave back. Um you know, I know people have been freaking out about the Roe versus Wade, but there's been a lot of people that I—I like, was really shocked at, like the tw- the tw- the general Twitter conversations There were like a lot of people that were like, you know what, like this is really weird that we that we do this, like we're supposed to normalize this, like you yeah. know, it's kind of like yeah, there were a lot of comedians. Um, I wa- i saw uh, what's his name? All right, it'll come to me. But he was doing a bit like. You know, ladies. You know, abortion. That's you know, it's your body. It's your choice. You know, I'm totally. And and the crowd's like, woo, is like, yeah. So uh, we when we get to when we get to heaven, and God is like, hey, so why did you guys? Why would you let all those babies get killed? And he's gonna be like, oh, we, we, uh no, that was that was totally <laughs> that, was that, that was their decision. That was like, yeah.
1: I think was that Andrew Schultz. Was yes, thank you. Yeah, started. Andrew Schultz. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um,
0: it's, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, people, he,
0: people are like, and Dave Chappelle had a great bit about how, like, I mean, we're definitely, we're definitely murdering kids. Like this, that's, that's yeah. not, it's definitely what's happening. And he's like, if you can kill him, can I at least abandon him?
1: Yeah, like talking <laughs> about how
0: fathers are. Yeah, always I remember them. that. Yeah, so yeah exactly. There, yep. And
1: Bill Burr had something similar too, where he said something. Uh, he's like, I'm pro-choice, but. It is baby murder or something yeah. like that? So, <laughs> like, like, people
0: are at least acknowledging, like, that's what this is, it's not just a yeah. clump of Which cells.
1: I will say, when because I've done a lot of debates against uh pro abortion people, and there is a dark underbelly to the whole thing where, um, a lot of people do acknowledge it's a baby and are fine with it being yep. murdered, yep. you know, and like, it's uh, the we talk talk about this idea like hey if we can just convince people it's a baby right then abortion will end but um it's to some degree or another it's like the desire to kill doesn't rely on that right? right they want that baby gone and they don't care if it's a baby or not you know we we commit murder out of convenience, um, we commit murder because it's in our interest. And a lot of people don't commit murder because they fear getting in trouble for it. But if you legalize murder in this particular case, a lot of people don't care that it's murder as long as it's legal and they can get away with it and it's in their interest, they'll do it. And, um, you know, it it's, that's a reality. And I think abortion doctors all know it's a real baby because they see the baby move and kick and all that stuff. So. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, that John Piper talked about when he sat down with an abortion and doctor, and the doctor was like, "Yeah, like I know it's a baby, but my wife is like really pro-choice and pro, so I kind of just go with it." And I, but I, but yeah, I know it's a baby. You don't have to convince me it's a baby. It's just like, yeah, you know, I and I saw it, <laughs> so the. Somebody had saved this, I can't remember how long ago this tweet happened, but this uh, black lady had took a picture of like her, her mid drift, whatever, and said, this is what, this is what 15 abortions look like. And then somebody subtweeted, somebody replied to it and said, you've killed more black life than slave masters circa 1850. (laughs) And and people like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Like And Kanye West made a really good point about like in New York City, like 50% of Black pregnancies, more than 50% of Black pregnancies end in abortion. Mm -hmm. And like he's, you know, we talk about Black Lives Matter and abortion is the number one Black killer. Yeah. And.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's terrible. And it's, you know, um if you go to Washington and you, um, go to the Jefferson monument, there's a quote up there from him. And I can't remember the specifics, but it's something along the lines of, it terrifies me, um, that, um, God is just, or something like that. You Mm -hmm. know, speaking of slavery and, um, you know, there, there is a, you look at what we're doing, the level of butchery we're doing in this country and, like it do, it should terrify us that God is just and like what, yep. what God could do to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People like Phil Vischer and other liberal Christians, you know, Hey, look, you know, I mean, seriously consider standing on judgment day. Right. And like, Hey, so why were you so wishy-washy on this issue? Like, like how could this not be more clear to you? What my, yeah. what my will is, yeah. um, Yeah. Um, Something else I found this week, you know, so last, last time we talked about British Parliament and how they just, you know, they eviscerate their or the news media, right, they'll eviscerate their political leaders when they come on, they, it's very different, like, uh, the American media, when they interview politicians, unless it's like super conservative politicians, whatever, like they really put on the kid gloves and don't really, but it doesn't really seem to happen. In other Western parliaments, and I saw a clip of Justin Trudeau is having to go to Canadian Parliament, and almost it's almost like a cross examination from the opposing party, the Conservatives, and they were talking about how he's imposing all of these restriction, these carbon restrictions, mm-hmm. doing all this while he's taking his private jet and visiting all these different places, going vacationing with his family and everything, and like just eviscerating the guy the conservative leader going at him and the people behind him going, yeah, it's like, man, like this is, it is so different from American politics.
1: Yeah, 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 it is, uh, it's wild. Yeah, very, very different. And uh, I wish we could do that here. I wish (laughs) that, you know, they would. Um, I remember a couple of, back in Obama's administration, this was like 14 or something. Uh, but there was a remember there was a congressman that yelled "liar" at Obama during a speech. Uh,
0: was that was that Lauren Boebert?
1: I no, it was uh, it was a dude. I okay. can't remember, but he exactly. he yelled, "You're a liar," and <laughs> just got crushed by like the media. Everybody was like decorum, like we're destroying decorum in this country, and like you know, like tried to why escape. can't
0: we be nicer? Come on, <laughs>
1: yeah, which uh, yeah. The, the funny thing is the left is like, so, so oh, doesn't care about decorum, right? Like they just sure. not care, but like they will, they'll scream it all day long when they're in power, right? As soon as they lose power it's, and like, the funny thing is like, I remember, um, uh mtg um said something about somebody being a nazi or like a nazi or something and she like was forced to apologize one of the few things she actually did apologize for and you know she went to a nazi you know holocaust museum or whatever um and like it was just she was really really But the left like all day long will say trump's a nazi he's a nazi everybody's a nazi like like that's like a. well there know, was um going robert, back to george w bush there was like they'd march around with signs with bush with a uh hitler mustache Yep. And, yep. You know, just like well that just,
0: robert reich just this week uh tweeted like look at this election cycle you have two choices you could vote democrat and you're voting for democracy if you don't you vote for the other side you're voting for fascism like <laughs> all like all the time everyone knows that labels.
1: a good democracy only has one party
0: that's,
1: <laughs> like right you, you know that it's a good uh, democracy when you only have one option to yep. vote for well,
0: yeah that's exactly
1: like the democratic uh republic of uh north korea yeah, yeah. only yep. has one party so he he gets, but, overwhelmingly wins those elections every time so.
0: so there's a meme i don't know if you saw this it's 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 really weird so it's like these two ladies sitting next to each other one of them's enormous and the other is like very like bone thin and so the one is the larger lady is communist in western countries and then the other one is communists in communist countries
1: yeah and
0: uh it's funny yeah <laughs> it is it is and then somebody somebody's replied to that we like this this is not a good comparison the, the north korea is a democracy it's not even true communism and you're like how,
1: how dumb do you have to be it to say that?
0: Well, the, that old meme of like communism has never been tried yeah it's still people still say that
1: yep yeah no that's that's definitely true which is exactly why i mean like the true believers of communism stalin was a true believer mao was a true believer and um they did notice it wasn't working and that's why they killed so many people they were like we really need to go all in on this and, yeah you know like the the um what was it the cultural revolution that mao did um was that was an effort after communism wasn't working to like say, okay, we, we really need to scrub capitalism and, and uh, yep. you know, we need to scrub um, any kind of um, old thinking. And yep. so they really made an effort to get rid of all the Rich. intelligentsia and get rid of all that. And for a while, I think the only book you could legally have was uh, Mao's little red book. Um, hmm. So I, I think you know, they got rid of everything in, in an attempt to make communism really work. So it's funny that people say, well, it hasn't been tried, and it has been tried pretty Several, hard. several times. You know, as, as hard as you can try, they tried it. And, uh, to so, send... and
0: speaking of Mao's revolution in the 70s, cultural revolution, I, I don't know if you've read this book, Born Red. So it's mm-hmm. a first person account of living through, so he was a child uh, growing up during that cultural revolution is, a terrifying read um and what's and what's really scary is like a lot of the elements the propaganda that they were using to bring about this cultural revolution you see parallels with what is being try is being implemented today, and you yeah. see how they like Mao uh purposefully like split his people apart. And gave different messages to different people, so there'd be this infighting, and then he would come in with the solution. I'm, I'm, you know, boiling it down to, to the, like that was uh, this guy who lived through it. That was his general consensus yeah. of, of what yeah. actually happened. It wasn't clear at first. At first, it was were the good guys. These other fellow Chinamen uh, were these. These are the these are the bad guys. The evil cap whatever. Evil capitalists, whatever, killing each other. And and Mao, in the background, using all of this to bring more power to himself. like it, i'll I'll put a link for that book. it's It's a really I think more people need to read that book because you'll see so many parallels to how we're trying yeah, to yeah. it and conquer I'll check today. it out. yeah,
1: no, it's uh, it is amazing the parallels when you see what happened in the twentieth century with the rise of communism it's amazing the parallels to what still goes on today i mean the There's same, nothing same new playbook under the sun. is being followed right yeah it's crazy and you know i'll obviously gulag archipelago um
0: oh yeah is, yeah. Is, i still have to read you know, that still
1: clip you know any quote from that seems like it could be written today you know in terms okay. of you know just very um, um very strong parallels to a lot of the um Propaganda going on uh, among the left uh, in 2022. So almost yep. 100 100 years plus since the uh, original um, Russian Revolution, and uh, and people are still doing the same stuff.
0: Yep, for sure. Um, I know, so we try and shoot for an hour, and I think we're we got a couple. We got some good time. We we want to be mindful of everybody's time here. There's some other quick items I wanted to hit on. Um, so the, the there was a bunch of pro-life activists that were arrested by the FBI this week. Did you see that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's
0: there, you know, the, the liberals talk about how back in the day the federal government was going after them. And I think they make some pretty compelling arguments, but it's hard to look at what's going on today and not conclude that the pendulum has swung the completely other direction and it's conservatives that are on the chopping block.
1: Yeah. 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 No, it's um, the authoritarianism of the left and Glenn Greenwald has um, did a bunch of research, actually created a video talking about how the left has become authoritarian in the last 15 years. Although I would argue leftism requires authoritarianism, you know, Uh, that's the only way you can make communism work. Um, But certainly attitudes among the left um, in terms of whether corporations should shut down conservatives, whether the government should shut down conservatives, whether banks should shut down conservatives. And though you ask that question, you know, of anybody on the left and they're much more authoritarian than people on the right. You know, if you ask people on the right and you say, should corporations shut down liberals or should the government go after liberals and almost all people on the right are like no yeah i just you know we we want e- equality under the law or whatever um but the left very much thinks that um trump supporters should be punished by the government yeah. and, and by corporation the corporate press and and
0: and, and see, and, and this is what's so irritating, because they they how many times they're yelling fascism, fascism, fascism. they want big corporations, big tech companies to work lock and step with big government. That is, that is fascism, that is when you have corporations working with government to rule the plebeians, the lower classes, that is the basic definition of fascism and these anti fascists, that's what they're rooting for
1: yeah yeah they're uh they accuse us of everything they are over and over <laughs> again Like it's just <laughs> it's, it's the projecting it's, yeah they even you know everything they do is like accusing us of what they are so
0: yeah um there was a las Vegas journalist that was murdered. it's just very very bizarre like they were he was- looks like he was reporting on one of the local political candidates and then he was very they didn't there's no Indication they're not even trying to say that he was suicided or anything. Like he was definitely murdered, and I'm I'm digging into this more, but it looks like he might have because the other problem is that his his firm that he was working for says that he his journalistic materials were seized by law enforcement. Now it's very possible that he was still looking at the Route 91 mass shooting from uh 2017 uh october 2017. and because a lot of the 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 democratic and the republican candidates for governor of nevada were very much involved with the aftermath of that shooting the republican candidate specifically he was the sheriff of las vegas when that happened that's wild yeah yeah and you uh if, if you looked at the official reporting of what happened. And you're like, wow, that's that is really so this guy has hundreds of shells and guns, he's able to take down the windows in his room, like these things that weigh hundreds of pounds, he's able to take them out without anybody noticing, and then just goes to town. And then I want there was, there's been a lot of people that have been working on trying to find out the real story. I'll, I'm going to repost that before YouTube takes it down. It's it, definitely worth a watch. Uh, Mindy Robertson. You look at the the interviews of the people that were there and a bunch of other evidence, there were multiple shooters. Like the people talk about, well, first of all, about 45 minutes before the shooting happened, there was this woman who ran into the crowd talking about, you guys need to get out of here, you're all going to die, you have to get out of here, you have to get out of here. And then as security escorts her away, And everyone's like, Oh, well, that was crazy. And then 45 minutes later, gunfire starts happening. We still have no idea who that person is. We don't know if the law enforcement is investigating who she is nothing, right. And then the people that were when the shooting started, and people were starting to leave, Talking about how they were running into more gunfire. They were leaving where this guy was firing at them from the Mandalay Bay. They're running to different parking lots and getting shot at from other areas. Like, there's no way that the official story can be true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the um, press coverage has been so weird, too, where, you know, we're on the five year anniversary of a major gun violence thing you would think that would be um giant news right is one of the most violent gun attacks that's yeah. kind of right up the left left's um alley right they should be talking all about it of like hey look at the look at the gun violence that was caused you know this, this should be like very big news but instead it was radio silence, Absolute, radio silence. You know, like complete ignoring the it's like this never happened and you know the the follow up like what was this guy's motive? What was going have like no nothing? Idea. You know zero nothing. zero, you know just it's the whole thing is weird. Um, the other funny thing is the um, supposed hero, the security guard, the Jesus whatever his name was guy. Um, that's a weird deal where like he was listed as like the hero that helped stop it, and then like was he was shot or injured in the process and then no he um, he uh and he then to, he's in mexico and then, yeah it was like disappeared right after yep. it and then they brought him back for one interview yeah <laughs> with with ellen yep and it's a super weird interview where like he has a handler next to him that's like got his hand on his back the whole time and then ellen brings out like a diagram of the hotel and starts like trying to get the story straight of exactly what he did and where he went. And there's, it's almost like they're intentionally creating a a narrative to put out for the public. And, you know, so it's it's like, it's a wild uh, interview. It's like, what? She pulled out a diagram of the hotel on Ellen. And it was like very strange. Do you Um, know,
0: do you know who produces Ellen's show?
1: Someone in the CIA?
0: (laughs) No, MGM.
1: (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. People Interesting. who
0: actually own these hotels.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. It's crazy.
0: It's, it's, I, I, yeah, I was really into like conspiracy theories and Alex Jones. And then I'm like, okay, like this all can't be, you know, i am trying. like, I don't want to be a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic and believe no. every single conspiracy. Like, you know, there's lizard people and there's you know, whatever. Yeah. But then like, like stuff like this happens. And the only real explanation is law law enforcement knew what was going on or, or something like, like that, like the, if there's no way the official story adds up. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. uh, I, I don't want to spoil this documentary too much, but like, so they finally did get one of one of the police officers who stormed his hotel room accidentally left his body cam on and the window, the windows in that room, cause he had two rooms that were adjacent to each other. And mm-hmm. he supposedly was going back and forth between both rooms. Well, this, this big room, um, the windows were fully intact. The, it's very, very obvious that the windows are, are still in place. So you look at this That's video wild. and this is after he's, he's shot himself laying dead in the other room the second room where he was going back and forth from and shooting all these guns and the windows are fully intact
1: crazy that's that's wild
0: yeah Um, last topic before we wrap up we're not gonna be able to give this as much time as we want I'm sure but the the artificial intelligence art and demons
1: (laughs) yeah like,
0: so I, I found this thread it's it's a pretty popular thread I think she got like 80,000 likes whatever it's it's pretty easy to find but this artificial I don't know what you call them Art AI artists I don't because so but you so there's artificial intelligence art generators right you put in yeah. text prompts and it'll spit out different pieces of art whatever if you, there's a couple of different platforms that you can use to play around with this, it's interesting. It gets a little creepy sometimes. Some of the stuff they yeah, out. I've I've
1: done it a little bit. Yeah, you put in like two different names and and then it'll meld the two faces together. Or yeah. you put in like vaccine plus um, baseball, and you'll have somebody swinging a. Uh, a syringe or something you know so yeah like it it it's it is interesting you know those uh, just to play around with but they always are creepy like there's almost it's it's almost always creepy
0: so she at one point puts in this prompt of brando like marlon brando she puts in brando and then she puts in this negative one she's basically asking the ai to generate the opposite of brando
1: You know, so
0: here, here's a Marlon Brando prompt. I want you to produce something that's the opposite of Marlon. She's just like, you know, what what might an AI think is the exact opposite of Marlon Brando? So the picture that was generated was this very. It was like a black and white sort of landscape with these weird buildings, and there was this phrase, just this gobbledygook of letters, in this picture that the AI generated. So this it was this weird. You know, like, this is the opposite of Marlon Brando, this weird landscape with these weird letters. Okay, so she takes (laughs) the letters, puts it into the generator, and does the same thing, negative one, you know, give me the opposite of this phrase. And then, uh, you know, because if, 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 if this picture, this landscape is the opposite of Marlon Brando, then maybe the opposite of the text would give you a Marlon Brando picture, was what she was thinking. What generated instead was this kind of creepy-looking woman with really, really flushed cheeks, um, and the and the this phrase in the top left corner. It says "lobe" in it, and she was like, "Okay, well, that's this is really weird and creepy." And so she kept using this picture to generate other stuff, and the oh man, like. I don't if if you get creeped out easily. I don't recommend going through that thread.
1: (laughs) It does creep me out, honestly. Like I find the whole thing creepy. Um, There's a book called I can't remember if we've talked about this in the past or not, but it's by John Lennox, I believe, um, and it's called Twenty Eighty Four. He is a um, professor of mathematics at um, Oxford, uh, but also kind of a Christian apologist. Um, oh, I know, and, yeah, I know he is. Yeah, And he wrote um a book called Twenty Eighty Four, making the case that the beast, um, and I, I don't necessarily agree at all with this, but it's an interesting case he makes that the kind of the antichrist actually is AI. Okay. That that um it's the he goes through all the prophecies and like makes that case. And oh wow. Yeah, and like I um I read that book and i it doesn't really match my personal theology. I'm always like skeptical of any kind of interpretations of the end times just because there's so many goofball interpretations out there. Um, So I read it just because I like John Lennox and I thought it was interesting, but also kind of to set it aside. But every time I see more of this, I'm like, maybe he was right. I don't know, <laughs> like, cause it is creepy. It is weird. There's a lot of very, very weird stuff. So,
0: so yeah. So this Loeb character stayed in her art of AI art generating. So every time she would mesh it with something, it would, cause a lot of times you, cause people are like, well, I mean, if you're, if you're taking that picture and then you're meshing it with other AI art, of course it's going to continue to appear. But that's if you've if you've messed with ai art at all you know that that's not always true a lot of times you'll you'll do stuff and something completely random will will appear right yeah
1: and or what you originally started with disappears or whatever, exactly
0: right? yeah, yeah. this lobe thing stays every time she and then and then she worked to try and get rid of it right doing different prompts to see if like, okay this thing's this thing seems to persistently stay no matter what i do what if i give it prompts to carve it out and it would still show up like like pictures of like standing over like dead children that's so creepy oh man it's so
1: um so yeah i mean look uh you should check out that john lennox book because it like there is evil stuff going on right now and it's just i feel like a lot of this ai is part of it you know
0: yeah I'll have, I'll have to check that out but yeah like you go through that thread and you're like man are there are there demons in computers is there a ghost in the shell is there evil spirits in computers like i don't know man yeah. you like you, you look at that thread and and try and explain to me that you know give, give, give me your best naturalistic explanation you know i would i would love to hear it because the alternative is just super super creepy and
1: yeah no it is definitely creepy and i feel like there's um it i don't know how people are naturalistic you know and um it, it just seems so obvious to me when you see the world around us that there is spiritual stuff going on and um but even like a lot of christians um i know we've talked about this in the past but a lot of christians have almost like an atheist default yeah you know in theory they believe in god and in theory they believe in miracles and in theory they believe in angels and demons but like in practice they live just like an atheist and they think just like an atheist and um one of the things for me especially as i wrote that book about um psychedelic drugs and the premise of that book really is that demons are real and you can see them while you're on drugs um the uh, for me it was an eye-opener of like oh we're actually very close to the spiritual world is it you know it's mm. touch is bumping against us all the time um and, which, and it's
0: reaching out to us
1: yeah and there's a great quote from sir arthur conan doyle who um was not necessarily a good guy and was into the occult and that kind of stuff, but he had this great quote, and I'll see if I can remember it here, but it basically was something along the lines of like in, in the the Middle Ages. Um...
0: Alright, so if you just noticed there was a weird pause right here in the podcast, that is because as Lewis is explained, making the Making the strong case that there's demons in the computers, his computer just melted down. He froze on our connection, and I, so we had to bring him back on. Whatever. So that instead it, of editing
1: it out, like Lewis, that was that was that crazy. Was, it was wild. Like honestly, cr- literally, as I'm talking about it, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> like what are the odds? Uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, That's and it, it did something it's never done before. It just like completely um, melted down right in the middle of it so yeah anyway it's um it's real folks it's real <laughs> there's
0: there's real evil forces out there that that hate us that want our demise
1: but i i love that now every time my computer breaks down i'm gonna say it's the demons there you go
0: um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, it's just, it, that is such a strange coincidence. We're talking about demons and computers and then yours is just like, whoop. All right, let's stop. Yeah, let's let's stop it's that. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's real,
0: man. Well, Hey, uh, thank you everybody for listening to the podcast like subscribe. You know, we, we try and we both Lewis and I look at Twitter. It's a, as nasty as it can be. It really is a place where a lot of national conversations get started. So we like to highlight different things that happen on Twitter and, and flesh them out more make it have a bigger conversation about them. It's It's been a lot of fun. And, and every week, I, sometimes I wonder is there's gonna be something we can talk about this week. And then I mean, that Kanye interview was just was just fantastic. Yeah, but a... Like every week, there's something you know, Ukraine, I, we didn't even talk about how people have become more skeptical of the Nord Stream. We didn't talk about Ukraine asking for a nuclear war. We didn't get to talk about any of those things. There's just so much that happens on a weekly basis
1: yep endless uh endless stuff to talk about for sure so uh
0: like subscribe lewis briefly mentioned his book you you should check it out it is very awesome very thought-provoking as someone who's read his book uh, you should check it out uh anything else before we go lewis
1: not really no yeah follow uh follow me on twitter i am lewis U um is the handle and uh it uh you can get my book and get all the other information and uh, my hot takes on twitter as well
0: (laughs) super hot um (laughs) i'm at addicted to grace with the number two um yeah and we'll we'll see you guys next week have a good one
1: thanks everybody